Welcome to Furniture Industry News for Wednesday, August 30th, 2023 from FurniturePodcast.com, where you can stay up to date on the latest news surrounding the ever-evolving furniture industry. In today's episode, we'll cover the new Federal Furniture Stability Standard, Cons Home Plus Q2 revenues decline, but growth in e-commerce sales and credit applications, Mitchell Gold plus Bob Williams Founders' reaction to furniture company closure, and the upcoming requirement for new trucks near ports to be zero emission, and the concerns and potential impact on the trucking industry and shipping costs. The new Federal Furniture Stability Standard is about to go into effect, and it will have an impact on all manufacturers of clothing storage furniture. This standard, which will be implemented on September 1st, applies to all products manufactured on or after September 2nd. It is based on the updated voluntary standard known as ASTM F 2057-23, which was approved by the Consumer Product Safety Commission on April 19th in compliance with the requirements of the Sturdy Act. The Sturdy Act, enacted in December 2022, aims to prevent children from being injured by furniture tip-overs. As part of this legislation, regulators were tasked with establishing a mandatory rule for the manufacturing, labeling, and testing of clothing storage furniture. The scope of the new standard includes freestanding clothing storage units like chests, armoires, and dressers. These units must meet three criteria to fall within the rule. They must be 27 inches or taller, weigh 30 pounds or more, and have 3.2 cubic feet of enclosed storage volume. These criteria were developed to cover children up to 72 months of age, who account for approximately 80% of all deaths related to clothing storage unit tip-overs. It's important to note that the standard does not cover shelving units, office furniture, dining room furniture, or occasional accent furniture not intended for bedroom use. To ensure compliance with the Sturdy Act includes three stability tests. These tests simulate the weight and actions of a child weighing up to 60 pounds interacting with a clothing storage unit. The tests involve placing simulated clothing loads in drawers, applying horizontal forces, and simulating a reaction on carpeted surfaces. The approval of the updated standard by the Consumer Product Safety Commission on April 19th was widely applauded by industry and advocacy groups. The American Home Furnishings Alliance and Parents Against Tipovers expressed their satisfaction with the CPSC's decision, recognizing the collaborative efforts and hard work that led to the implementation of these life-saving improvements. Overall, the new Federal Furniture Stability Standard is a significant step forward in ensuring the safety of children and preventing furniture tip-over accidents. Cons Home Plus, a top 100 retailer based in the Woodlands, Texas, recently reported a decline in revenues for the second quarter of fiscal 2024. However, there are some positive signs suggesting things might be turning around. In the three months ended July 31st, the company's revenues dropped to $306.91 million, from $346.63 million in the same quarter last year. Additionally, Cons recorded a loss of $33.52 million, compared to an income of $2.13 million in the previous year's second quarter. Despite these challenges, there are several areas where the company has seen growth. 
e-commerce sales increased by a significant 41.5%, reaching a second quarter record of $27.2 million. Retail gross margin also improved from 34.6% to 36.9% year over year. Moreover, credit applications increased by 30.6%, resulting in the first quarter of positive sales financed through Khan's in-house credit offering in six quarters. Interim President and CEO Norm Miller expressed confidence in the company's strategic initiatives to turn around retail performance and serve credit-constrained consumers. He highlighted improving sales trends, record e-commerce revenue, and increased sales through their credit offering. Miller also emphasized the positive impact of recent marketing strategies and credit application enhancements. For the fiscal year's first 26 weeks, Khan's reported total revenues were down 13.84% from the previous year and posted a net loss of $68.9 million. Despite the challenging economic environment, Khan's aims to leverage its value proposition, serve core credit-constrained consumers, and improve profitability while controlling credit risk. Miller highlighted the growth in retail gross margin and stable credit quality as positive factors for the company. Overall, Khan's Home Plus is navigating the current economic landscape and making strategic moves to improve its performance and better serve its customers. On the weekend edition, we shared the unfortunate news in the world of furniture as Mitchell Gold plus Bob Williams, a well-known furniture company, has recently shut down. Mitchell Gold, one of the co-founders, expressed his heartbreak and frustration over the closure. He believed that he and Bob Williams had built something truly special, from their customer service to the products they offered. It's definitely a challenging situation to see it all come to an end. Mitchell Gold did mention that he understands tough decisions are sometimes necessary in a difficult economy. However, he remains hopeful that a buyer will come forward to acquire the company for around $25 to $30 million. The closure happened quite suddenly, catching many by surprise. Last Thursday, the bank pulled the plug, and by the weekend, it was all over. The company's closure resulted in the loss of jobs for 533 employees across their factories in North Carolina. Mitchell Gold plus Bob Williams had made a significant impact in the furniture industry since its founding in 1989. They were known for offering lifetime warranties and speedy delivery. The company also had its own retail stores and even created private label upholstery for major retailers like Restoration Hardware and Williams-Sonoma. Looking ahead, Mitchell Gold sees potential for a new incarnation of Mitchell Gold plus Bob Williams. He believes that the brand's strong moral compass, dedicated workforce, and creative team still hold great value. He hopes that a new company will emerge with those core values intact. It's truly a sad situation, especially for the employees who have been with the company since the beginning. Mitchell Gold and Bob Williams never anticipated that their business would grow to such incredible heights. Their focus was initially to have 25 customers and work only four days a week, but they ended up building an amazing company by prioritizing exceptional customer service. Mitchell Gold, in his own consultancy business called Hindsight Forward, now leverages his experiences and expertise to help others avoid the mistakes he's made and achieve career success. Starting in 2024, all new trucks entering ports or intermodal terminals within 80 miles of port facilities will need to be zero emission vehicles. 
This new rule is aimed at reducing emissions and improving air quality. While environmental advocates are thrilled about this change, it has raised concerns within the trucking industry. Chris Spear, president and CEO of the American Trucking Associations, believes this mandate is premature. He points out the lack of charging infrastructure and the high costs associated with zero emission vehicles. These concerns are valid and need to be addressed before the transition can be successfully implemented. One significant challenge is infrastructure. Are utilities like Southern California Edison capable of supporting the power grids needed for mass charging of electric trucks? Additionally, zero emission vehicle batteries are heavier, which reduces the carrying capacity of the trucks. Another hurdle is the cost. Electric heavy duty zero emission vehicles can range from $400,000 to $500,000 and hydrogen fuel cell models can exceed $700,000. Even with potential subsidies, this could deter smaller trucking companies from making the switch. While the immediate impact on furniture shippers appears minimal, the lack of capacity is a concern. In the long term, the new rule could contribute to increased shipping costs, which might be passed on to consumers. Overall, the Advanced Clean Fleets rule is a significant environmental initiative. However, its full implementation faces logistical, financial, and practical challenges. Stakeholders, including the furniture industry, must start preparing and engaging in continuous dialogue to navigate these changes. It's important to note that the future of this rule is not set in stone and could see revisions. That's why open dialogues and early planning are crucial for stakeholders to anticipate and address the challenges and opportunities that lie ahead. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I'll see you guys at the next one, and don't forget to subscribe.